Drive Time with Casey and Mike. Loads of stuff in the document today. Oh, we should get started then. Uh, you know, you could say that this is almost uh, internet radio. You could say that. Radio on the internet. You could say that too. You see, have you seen Silicon Valley? No, never seen it. Okay. Well, that's that's where that joke comes from. Fair enough. That's or why I didn't laugh. Why, people, why some people might find that funny. I have never seen it. Basically, anything that's good on television, I've either not seen or won't see until way after everyone else has seen it. Like, I try, recommend that, actually, Silicon try, Valley. Try, try me out. Try a few. Well, I'm not so good at that stuff either, but Silicon Valley I would nope. recommend because it is uh, it has a lot of nerd humor in it that is just like we're just going to embrace what this is. Some people aren't going to get it, mm-hmm. and usually stuff like that doesn't exist. So, you know, The only things I think I'm caught up on are Breaking Bad and yep. uh, House of Cards. Yeah, they're both worth keeping up but to date on as, well, as any, soon as you can. Yeah, anything else that that I listen to or that or listen to, geez, that uh, Aaron and I watch is stuff that nobody else cares about. Uh, actually, that's not entirely true. We do like Agents of Shields. So we're caught up on that. Agents of Shield, I should say. Uh, we do like Castle, but we are one of the few that likes that show. Uh, is that the one with Nathan Fillion? Yes, sir. Huge man crush on Nathan Fillion. Mm-mm-mm. That's because oh wow. Of course, I like Castle. That's right, Jason Snell. I'm surprised that you said that, Jason, and not Joe Steele. I think Joe was too busy dealing with Jason. I'm sure that he's probably <laughs> has something to say right about now. That would have been good, right? If you were just... That would have been amazing. Oh, it was! Oh, that was very close. Lovely. That was very, very close. Uh, the first that. couple of seasons of Castle, basically I watched only because I liked um, or I liked Nathan Fillion so much. Then by the maybe second and a half to third season of Castle, then the writers actually started to understand what writing is like, and then it became enjoyable. Hmm. I am currently going through 30 Rock, and I love 30 Rock so much, um, mainly because Alec Baldwin is the coolest guy on the planet. False. That is patently false. If you're going to say Nathan Fillion, then you're excluded. All right. Who's cooler? Redford. No, I still give it to Baldwin. Oh, you're wrong. Um, shoot, there was somebody else on the tip of my tongue, and I've already forgotten who it was. Oh, Wal- season about- four of Thirty Rock. Hit. Christopher Walken. Uh, uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen the um, the Christopher Walken cooking joke sketch that came from some show once? I would assume that sounds like Saturday Night Live, but no, I don't think so. However, to bring it back to Alec Baldwin. Um, Sweaty Balls is one of the best Saturday Night Live skits ever. Tell me you've seen that. I have, but I don't remember it. But, you know, it's one of those things that I know I've seen that. Oh, my God. Oh, walk-in freezer. (laughs) Thanks, Jason Snell. I get it. And, no, I have not seen uh, 30 Rock, and apparently I need to. I actually um, quite like Tina Fey from what little I've seen of her in in various movies and whatnot. It's uh, really good. It's really self-aware as a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it works on so many different levels. So I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend Dirty Rock. Oh, I'll have to... I'm, I'm, it's one of those shows that I'm like completely binging now. Yeah, well, I'm, I'll give that a shot in my copious spare time. All right, so you want to uh, get this show started? You bet I do. Excellent. You know, it's not been that long since we last spoke, and yet it feels like an eternity. <laughs> yeah, luckily we had like a kind of inbuilt topic. I would have been screwed this week. <laughs> Indeed. So we should start the show as we've started the last few shows with our competition. A very. Sl- I realized as I put these numbers in uh, today 
that this is a very, very slow competition that yeah. eventually we need to stop talking about every episode. <laughs> Probably. But it's it's a fun historical record, if nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. The tool that I wrote indicates as follows. Casey is beating Mike by 1,396 followers. And one of us, I believe it was Mike, went back and listened to the last episode of Analog. And apparently, when you say you believe it was me, do you? Well, again, I guess you wouldn't remember if you did it, would you? That's the whole point. My recollection is that I believe I had put in it's roughly 1440 or something like that. And that is not what is shown in the show notes. What is shown in the show notes is 1,442 last week. So I suspect. You said roughly around 1,420. Oh, well, how about know. that? So you uh, you wanted to claim even more impressive comeback, an even more impressive comeback, and so you went and got the actual figure, which I appreciate. If my tracking, which is terrible that I do, but do, is correct, I expect to break the 15,000 barrier within the next two weeks. Hmm. Impressive. That's, so, very, that's very close to me. What am I at? I'm at... Well, you're 1,396 ahead of that. <laughs> Fair enough. 16,259. So my feeling is, I genuinely think it's going to take a year. Really? Yeah. We should we should take a page out of the Hello Internet playbook and get some sort of competition going, where the prize will be something completely lame, like a sticker. Well, stickers aren't lame, but given given the length of this competition, that is a somewhat lame reward. This is maybe a, a claim I wish I wouldn't make. Is Eventually, it's going to happen, so I'm always going to win the prize. Sure, but what I mean is we could have listeners vote and like get a pool together for what will be the day that oh, you finally for, we get some me. sweeps going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the idea of this, but I don't know how you'd put something like that together. Neither maybe a Google Drive document? Yeah, like a knows? sheet? I don't you know. know? We'll Take, figure something out. Fill in a calendar or something. Let us know if you have any suggestions. But it would be interesting. I think, I mean, it's pretty easy to work out. But like, let's say that I'm gaining on you by like 50 a week. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, what is that? 1396 divided by 50. That's 27 weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect that it will still be a year, though. 28 weeks from today is the 24th of May, 2016. Put something in your calendar. <laughs> well, we could do that. We'll uh, we'll figure something out. Um, it's like Mike Mike expects to have more followers than Casey by today. No, you, if if for no other reason, as Cortex and your association with the the behemoth, the juggernaut that is CGP Gray, continues, you will you will find yourself getting more and more and more followers quicker and quicker and quicker than I. You telling me I can't get them on my own? I'm not going to confirm or deny that. What you read into that statement is your business, sir. <laughs> Casey, do you know what a sausage roll is? I'm assuming it's sausage in some sort of roll-like shape. Hmm, yeah, so this is exactly what was expected uh, when listener Alex sent this in to me. Could you please click this link? I was um, reading this earlier, but I, that, the answer I just gave was my what would have been my honest answer two hours ago, which is to say I have no clue what this is. So the New York Times... Uh, published a recipe of a sausage roll, which they say is uh, beloved in Australians. But this is part of Daily Mail Australia. Um, these, this is very, you know, people in the UK love sausage rolls as well. And I guess it's now quite difficult for me to explain it. A sausage roll is 
like a, a very particular type of sausage. Like it doesn't have the skin on the outside, right? It's just like the meat rolled into like a tube, which is cooked inside of a puff pastry outer casing. Okay. They're fantastic. Um, and I had no idea that they didn't exist in America. Yeah, I I mean, pigs in a blanket are kind of like this. Do you have pigs in a blanket where you are? Aren't pigs in a blanket with bacon? No, no, oh, no. Oh, see, no, that's no. what we call a pig in a blanket. It is a no. sausage wrapped in bacon, which is way better than this even. And it's way better than what I'm going to tell you. So pig in a blanket It's like a hot us. dog with a... With puff pastry on the outside, Yep, that is correct. It is a hot dog with puff pastry around it. And typically the hot dog peeks out of the puff pastry. So you can see the hot dog. Where the pictures in this link, it looks like, well, peak actually is a poor choice of words on my part because these really are peeking out. But it looks like um, they're they're more contained from these images. You tell me, but they're more contained than a pig in a blanket would be where a pig in a blanket is just wrapped. So the sausage is better, right? Because it's an actual sausage. It's sausage meat rather than whatever is in a hot dog. Delicious um, is what's in a hot dog, Mike. I love hot dogs, but <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not... They're kind of mystery meat. ...what you would class as a sausage mm-hmm. in most instances. Um, so it's just the sausage meat with completely covered in puff pastry. This sounds delightful. Oh, they are fantastic. Um, I now want one. I want uh, like 12 of them, so... <laughs> I like them very much, and it was funny. It's just one every now and then. I just like to to bring the, these things up, which is just complete cultural differences mm-hmm. between our very similar lands. Um, well, I think we might have discussed this. I don't recall if it was on the show or not, though. Uh, when we went to the UK, Aaron and I, in 2010, uh, we were in London. We're hungry. Didn't want to do like a full sit down meal. If you tell was... this fish and chip story again, nope. I'm going to kill you. I should because it's a delightful story, but that's actually <laughs> I think not over what I was the going course of this show. I have heard that story about six times. No, you've only heard this one once, maybe twice. Okay, um, good. <laughs> so, no, the uh, we 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 were hungry, and it was like an off hour. It wasn't like a normal lunch or dinner time, and it was because I think we had just arrived that morning, and we went to a grocery store. I believe it was Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's is that yeah, right? Sainsbury's. Um, and we got like a smattering of random things from their like quick service counter. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of them was a scotch egg scotch egg yeah also known as picnic eggs picnic eggs when they're small scotch eggs when they're large what's in a scotch egg isn't it like meat and like egg or something no no egg it's a hard-boiled egg rolled into a circle Mm -hmm. so like it's kind of like crumbled and then Mm -hmm. reformed into a circle with uh sausage meat it's all sausage meat today excellent covered in breadcrumb so the the egg is kind of in a hole in the middle yeah, yeah. I think we cracked it in half. I don't know if we really ate much of it, though. Um, man, it was good, though. Or, I mean, the, the the other stuff we had was really good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is uh, St. James Park, right, by Buckingham. God, I'm so smart. Is it difficult really podcasting are. with me when I'm this brilliant? Seems like the only things that you remember are just British food stories. <laughs> I'm not 100% uh, so sure what that says about you. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Uh, and also, Joe Steele has, <laughs> has, has announced the title of my biography is, and I'm quoting, I don't remember any detail of the story, the Casey List story. I want to write that book. <laughs> so true. Oh, God, I'm such a disaster. Anyway. All right. So uh, to, well, is it today that is a somewhat special day, Mike, in your world? Yeah, today... Uh the 10th of November, 2015, as we record, is the one-year anniversary of me being independently employed. Congratulations and happy anniversary. 
Thank you. It's been a great year. Mm-hmm. It's been a great year. Would you like to do a speech? Not really. I did what? that a couple of weeks ago. Does that oh, work God. for speeches? I think it, you need to have something metal to hit against well, the glass, but don't do it because you might break it and then the water will go <laughs> on your computer. Yeah, that would never happen. Um, I get one of those jokes a year. I know, I know. Um, but no, no speech from you? No no big thank you? You know, you like me, you really like me, none of that? No, because I feel like the thing is this this actual date will always be kind of overshadowed by the fact that a month previous is the anniversary of me quitting my job. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've got to pick one or the other, and it seems like I use the job quitting one as the bigger event, really, I think, um, which is weird. But that was, I think, probably more of an exciting feeling, especially because there was a good story that went along with it. Mm-hmm. Right, And we're going to uh, talk about that later a little bit, I believe. Yeah, look, you've read the document today, haven't you? I usually at least glance, and today I glanced more than once. Yeah, this is one little, one little part to mention. But there was just something funny... It's not funny, really, but uh, so far, this week has been the most stressful week of my entire first year of being self-employed. Why is that? There's just some stuff happening this week. I can't... It's like just behind-the-scenes businessy stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just resulted in a in me having to learn more things in this week than I have at any other point, um, and it's just been a lot of stress, and it looks like I'm over it now. But it's just been crazy. So did you bring all this up just so you can make me annoyed that I don't know what the special behind-the-scenes special business is? You don't even want to know. But it's fine. Everything's totally fine. No nothing. No one's in trouble. Nothing's bad. It's just one of those things where it's like, here's a problem you have to try and solve. You have none of the tools to solve Enjoy. this on your own. Yeah, good luck. So mm, it's just been, like it's just been one of those kind of weeks. But it's been pretty stressy. No, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, is, is there an end in sight? Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're pretty much we're pretty much selling it now. Good. Does this mean I'm fired, or am I still am I still around? Yes, that's the problem. How do you fire Casey Liss? I don't think you'll have too much problem with it, but uh, I'll expect that the security guard will come to me on Friday afternoon and uh, ask me to come to your office. And ask me to gather my belongings there. It's when you can't log into the Slack. That's when you know, right? <laughs> That's true. Oh, God. I, I kid you not. I would be devastated if that happened. Oh, man. That would be not fun at all. <laughs> From Jason in the chat room. How do you solve a problem like Casey List? <laughs> Thanks, Nobody Jason. Nobody knows. Love uh, you guys. It reminds me of like whenever I would have trouble trying to log in at my old job. Um, I... Would if if there was ever a problem with logging in, I always assumed that I was fired. Like if it, <laughs> wow. for whatever reason I couldn't log in that day, it's like right today's the day they fired me. Guilty conscience, much, huh? <sighs> I definitely did some fireable things that nobody found out about. Oh, that's a story for another day. Oh, maybe. you are the worst. God, I don't you are such think, a tease. I don't think the statute of limitations has passed yet. Oh, you are a terrible human being, Michael. I'm so angry. All right, why don't you cheer me up and tell me about something that's awesome? This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform that has over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, go to lynda.com slash 
analog. With lynda.com, you'll have the ability to watch videos that are produced by experts. Experts who are experts in what they're experts in and who are passionate about <laughs> teaching. These people really know their stuff. Whether you're looking to learn Photoshop, whether you're looking to learn development or Swift, maybe you're looking to learn how to develop for Android, maybe you're looking to learn how to localize your app, maybe you want to learn negotiation tactics, you want to learn how to build a website, you want to learn how to use Illustrator, you want to learn how to use photography. I could go on and on and on because there are 3,000 courses. If you want, I could sit here and list them all to you, but you probably don't want me to do that right now because the best way, the only real way to understand how great lynda.com is is to go and try them for yourself. And as I mentioned, you have a 10-day free trial waiting for you at lynda.com slash analog. You'll be able to stream any of these courses on demand at your own schedule and they're all broken down into real bite-sized chunks so you can learn them at your own pace and in any order you like. And you can create and save playlists of them as well, which you can also share with your friends. You can browse along with the course transcripts so you can follow along or search for an answer and jump straight to that point in the video. And you can also download tutorials and watch them on the go with uh, your iOS and Android devices. You can get great access to lynda.com whilst on the go, wherever you want to be, and you can download them and watch them on a plane. You know, use that time wisely. Your lynda.com membership is going to give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, go ahead and visit lynda.com slash analog. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much, lynda.com for their support of this show and Relay FM. Excellent. So we should continue the accidental Twitter podcast and uh, talk to talk to each other a little bit about your ongoing love-hate relationship with Twitter. So when I posted the show on Sunday, um, I got Adina to send me the one password entry that she created so I could log back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I downloaded everything, signed in, immediately felt weird about seeing Tweetbot. Like, it didn't feel the same. So I know this sounds so, like, melodramatic in a way, but I know I've changed. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Isn't that kind of the whole point? Yeah. I mean, yes, it is, but I don't know. Like, it it just feels a bit movie magic, right? But That was a great show. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it was a show that did, like, behind the scenes on how they made... um how they made very special effects in movies. I think Joe was talking about this just the other day, actually. But uh, That's I a forget- good name for a show like that. Oh, it was great. It was so good. It was so good, Mike. Anyway, I'm sorry. I totally uh, derailed you there. Yeah, but so I, when I signed in and stuff, like I knew that it just wasn't the same anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, it was just, it felt different. Yeah. So can you put your finger on how or why? I didn't have as warm feelings towards the experience hmm. as as I had before, like of using Twitter, not Tweetbot. There's nothing wrong with Tweetbot specifically. Um, but I just know that this week, uh, that week, had just made me feel very different about the way that I use Twitter. But one thing that I did notice from as soon as I signed back in again, the pull in the back of my mind to check Twitter was there again. Yeah. And it hadn't been the entire week, pretty much. I mean, there was, you know, um, by the way, you know that tally thing? What? Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yep, yep. Friday had one tally, Saturday and Sunday, nothing. Hmm. So it really, ta- really tailed off. I didn't even have the muscle memory anymore, like, right. to, to go and check it. It's back now, of course, right? It was, you know. 
Um, but I, I noticed that the feeling of checking things or seeing what was going on was creeping back into my brain. And I was more aware of it because it was not something I was thinking about before, right? Like it was, it wasn't something I had noticed before, but then when I hadn't thought about it for a few days, um, having that thought come back again was different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I knew that some things needed to change, right? I mentioned this and I'm still working on this process, uh, but I've gotten my following list from uh, 552 down to 374 in the last few days. Uh, one of the first things that I did was actually to do the culling that I needed to do. Sure. Um, so I've removed a lot of um, a lot of websites and brand accounts that I still wanted to follow. I got rid of a lot of those, um, and then I started to get rid of individuals that I previously hadn't. Okay. Um, so I'm. I think now I've done the big kind of. I think I've done the big list like going through the lists and pulling people out i think i've maybe done that enough maybe i could do it once more but now i am unfollowing people as i see them in my timeline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because what i'm trying to do is not necessarily get it to a number but get it down to a level that i'm comfortable with and then take stock of what that number is and try to maintain whatever that number may be which is why muting isn't helpful to me so this is one of two pieces of advice. I'll talk about the other one in a minute that people have tried to give me, um, especially when I sent out my first tweets when I came back, which I'll talk about a little later on, kind of what they were and why I, why I said them. You know, People were saying to me, one of the things was muting is your friend, but muting isn't helpful. Um, there are a couple of people that are permanently muted uh, just because that's the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but muting people and muting aggressively uh, isn't what I want to do because it won't give me an idea of what the comfortable number is and that is the thing that I'm really trying to learn at the moment. So I'm down to 374 and feeling good about that and I'm going to see kind of where it ends up going to from there. Makes sense. But I'm being very cautious of that number now. So in the past you had talked... I believe publicly, but certainly you and I have talked privately about how you don't really believe in RSS and you find that you find that Twitter is much better for your your workflow, for lack of a better term, in in keeping up with various websites. Like I'm very glad that you um, hassled me about my website and kind of compelled me to eventually do a Twitter account for my website, because if it wasn't for you constantly um, kvetching about it, I don't know if I really would have done it. And um, and so I'm glad you did. But I always thought it a little peculiar because I love RSS and I, and I keep up with RSS. So now that you're trying to get rid of all of these follows, do you find that RSS is coming back into your life? Or are you just uh, missing out on things? Are you just finding them other ways? You know, how are you gather? How are you gathering news from like websites and things? So I deleted RSS again. Okay. Because part of the thing is, part of the thing about this is time. So this, all right, so for me to try and explain this, I now have to talk about the second piece of advice that people had given me, which was lists. Set up lists. Mm -hmm. But lists aren't helpful for me 
because all I'm doing is just moving the noise and moving the time that I spent to somewhere else. Sure. So if I take 100 people from my following list, put those 100 people in a list, I've not helped the problem. I've just moved the problem. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe the idea is that you may be less compelled to check the list. Like sure. I agree with you. I agree with you. But just to play devil's advocate, maybe it's you're less likely to check the list, and thus maybe you would have the net effect of paying less attention to those 100 people. That is 100% why people do this, but it's 100% why I know I can't. Oh, I agree. I think I would right. be in the same, the same way that you would. Because not everybody would do what I would do, but what I would do is read all my Twitter timeline, then go to my list and read all the list. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no use for that in me. Which is the same reason why I'm not now unfollowing a bunch of sites and then looking at them in RSS. Because mm. the whole point of this is one to kind of reduce uh, a lot of the impact that I let the world have on me from a social media perspective but also to reduce the amount of time that I spend and or waste sometimes on looking at this stuff. So I am in a bit of a problem, though, that I just need to accept, which is that I am going to be allowing myself to have media bias because I have reduced the amount of accounts that I follow in certain areas. So I would follow a handful of video game blogs and a handful of tech blogs, right? That's the type of news that I want to read. But now I follow one of each. And what's even worse is they're both under the same parent company. So I follow The Verge and Polygon. Mm -hmm. They are my favorite places to get both of those types of news. But the problem is it's now all Vox Media content. So when you right. say blogs, you're not talking about like a Six Colors or Alyssa's More. You're talking no, about... No, I mean like the the kind of the fire hoses. The accounts that I follow just so I see the headlines of the day. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why I follow those accounts. Every now and then I will click through, but I get them for the for the headlines. I would follow a few of them because then I would get a bit of difference in opinion. Sure. Because sometimes you'd see Engadget and The Verge tweet about the same thing but they had different headlines mm-hmm. which meant completely different things right because of the, the way that the writers or the way that the websites the editorial teams come at it now unfortunately there's nothing I can do about that right sure um, but this that's just something I need to accept and understand that a lot of the important stories I end up finding those out because people that I follow tweet links to whatever websites, right? That's that's kind of my main thing. That's where the majority of my news is coming from anyway. And the things that I would read and the stuff that I would consume. So I just need to be mindful of it. But whilst I know it's maybe not the healthiest thing to do, it's just a thing that I'm choosing to do. Well, I mean that makes sense to me. So are you feeling comfortable with where you are yet or no? Getting there. Um one thing that I'm doing a lot of now is uh, retweet disabling. So if mm-hmm. I see people retweeting things that I just don't care about, um, they are they they are getting their retweets turned off. Uh, it's just a way to reduce the amount of stuff in my timeline that I'm not picking. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't. I've done it before to like one or two people, but remind me and the listeners how does one disable retweets for a particular account? I can only give you this in Tweetbot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you when you see a retweet and you see the tweet and then somebody's name underneath with their icon, if you right click on the person's name, the person who did the retweeting, 
mm-hmm. you can disable retweets. It gives you an option to disable retweets. And I think this is the same. I think on iOS, um, let me see if I can work out how to do it on iOS now. I think that what you do is you... Is tap and hold? No, you... Yes, you tap and hold. Oh, there you go. Which Good is harder and harder to do on the new phones. That's <laughs> true. So I'm doing a lot more of that. It's just another thing that I've been doing to try and just reduce the amount of stuff that is appearing in my timelines that I'm not interested in seeing. Um, I think it. I think that that is just another thing that I don't know if it will work, but it feels like it's working. Is reducing the amount of tweets that I'm going to see. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've noticed that I'm doing differently is I'm not replying to as many tweets as I have in the past. Yeah, I've been getting better and better about that, which that probably sounds obnoxious. Like, oh, I'm so awesome and not replying to people that are better talking to me. Better is worse, right? Well, Depending yeah, on the, the, exactly. the mindset that you have of it. Right, um, but it, it's it's a burden, man. You don't realize until you kind of relax on, on replying to everything how much of a burden that is. Burden is really the wrong word to use. Well, okay. I don't like that word. I know why you're using it, and that's perfectly fine. But I don't, I don't like it. But maybe because I'm so new to not doing this, but I'm just trying to to do less of it. Um, and I'm just throwing more faves or likes around, right? Where I might tweet to somebody and say thank you, I'm just favoriting the tweet instead and hoping mm-hmm. that that will do the job of what the thank you would do. Yeah, so you're just um, Joe stealing all over the place then. Yeah, I'm stealing, I'm stealing everywhere. Um, <laughs> I still respond where I think a response is necessary, but like if the response was just like, thanks, I might not do it. It depends, right? Like if somebody says, so like if somebody says to me, really enjoyed the show this week, I might not say something, but if somebody said to me, that is my favorite episode of The Pen Addict that you've ever done, then I will say thank you to that because it's more than just the average. Sure. I don't know. I haven't got a rule for this. I'm just trying to think about what I do on on that. Um, I'm also trying to, and I've been doing this anyway, just respond to people less that are just throwing abuse my way just Mm -hmm. so I don't get in the arguments. I did do a great one today, I think. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So uh, on Upgrade, recently me and Jason have uh, developed sound effects. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like Ask Upgrade. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted at me today and said that they hated that. Mm-hmm. So they said, I hate when you do that. Please either use real sound effects or don't do it. So I grabbed my microphone and I recorded and then sent it to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's very mature of you, sir. Hey, I never said it was mature. I just said I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if that makes me a bad man, but if it does, I'm, I'm happy to be a bad man because I thought that was really funny. Did they reply? No. Okay. No, they didn't. Okay. But it's kind of just like, you know, that that's the kind of stuff. It's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I love doing that. We do it every single week. It makes me laugh every single time. People may hate it, but I don't hate it. So mm. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. I, I always chuckle about it. Good. I um, To go back just a half step, uh, do you, when you, when you figure out who to unfollow, do you take into account kind of the unladen follow burden that that follow is. So said differently, I blog on my blog maybe two times, two two or three times in a week if it's a busy week for the blog. Yeah, I didn't mention those accounts, by the way. You've just reminded me. So mm-hmm. let me let me say what I think about accounts like, like the Casey Liscom account. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't unfollowed any of those. So I didn't actually finish my thought when I was talking about the news. All the blog accounts that I was following before, I continued to follow for the reason that I followed them previously. And in this context, you mean during Fireball, this is more, six colors, etc. Exactly. Hypercritical, um, uh, 512, Mac Stories. I still follow all of those accounts because that's the primary way that I read the content that's on those websites. Mm-hmm. And I know what their, art, their their icons look like, and I look out for them, and I always read the headlines, and quite a lot of the time, just take a look at the article. Mm-hmm. Because I like to follow those. They are my favorite writers, those independent blogs. And so I want to actually read what's there, where for the big site accounts, I'm just using them as a news ticker. Sure. But yeah, I want to reduce the amount of ticking news that there is in a day. Mm-hmm. I could probably get by with getting rid of even Polygon on the Verge, but I'm just not sure about that yet. Well, give it time. We'll see, yeah. we'll see how it equals out. Uh, what else about Twitter? So I'm unfollowing some accounts that I like, like the at GIFs account. Oh, so good. Just because it's too high volume. That's true. And to be fair, even though I really enjoy at GIFs, uh, which I think is self-described as the Ministry of Gifts, which should make you happy, if nothing yep. else. Um, I do like it quite a lot, but man, it is high volume. And sometimes they'll go on this run where they've kind of decided to do a theme. And I can't think of any specifically, but or like wrestling, like uh, American pro wrestling, yeah, you know, the stuff that's completely fake and silly. They'll do a theme where they'll like do 15 or 20 of those gifts in the span of like two mm-hmm. or three hours. And it's just, uh, I, I don't care for that. But... By and large, I do quite, quite like the um, the stuff they tweet, and so that's why I've held on with it. Like, did you see what I put in the Relay Slack earlier today? We'll have to put this in the show notes. It's like a 40-meg GIF, and it looked like Othello pieces or something like that, um, that, that somebody had arranged in, like, this certain arrangement, and they put one of the pieces inside of this, like, circular arrangement, and suddenly they all, like, well, you'll just have to watch it. It's pretty amazing, though. Did that come from the gifts account? Yeah, I could I have sworn. See it. Uh, maybe not. I could have sworn it had, but I, I could be wrong about that. I'll still put it in the show notes anyway. Oh, so cool. So weird, though. So weird. If I can find it, I now I, need to search. I thought you name. just said a naughty word there. I had to play that back in my head. What did What did I say? If I can find it, and I heard that very differently oh, right. than you yeah, just yeah. said it. Anyway, uh, yeah, no big deal. So I, I, I am derailing us as per usual. So uh, what else about Twitter? What has Adina thought about all this? So uh, this morning I received a text message including all of the feedback that Adina had for me. Ah, yes, because I'd asked you about this and you said that whenever she listens, she will just send it to you. Yep, and she did. Excellent. That was awesome. I actually had it in my notes to ask her, but she got to it before I asked her. Mm-hmm. So... This is as sent to me today. So this is all addressing me. Mm-hmm. Overall, it looked like you were able to cover more things in one day. I didn't hear you complaining as you do on other days about not being able to finish everything on your to-do list and having to move some tasks to the next day. It looked like you were on top of things, more relaxed. Even with not being at home on Tuesday and Wednesday, you still didn't seem too stressed about your workload, though you did on Sunday. Oh, no, though you did work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um but that's fine. We that that wasn't really a criticism. Sometimes I work on the weekends anyway. Um so definitely I was more on top of things last week as I mentioned. Uh I do have a busier week this week than last week work-wise. Mm-hmm. So I can't fully judge it yet. 
But I know that I am spending less time on Twitter than I did previously, but obviously more than last week. Right, right. Which is completely accurate in that description. Um, Adina goes on to say, I think Casey is expecting me to say that not using Twitter made you more present in our conversations and when hanging out, which is true to some extent, but I think you were spending more time on Slack and in your email inbox. But yeah, I, <laughs> but yeah, I assume you were generally more present. Yeah, that so is... that's the thing. Like, I don't think that Twitter is a problem. I think like my phone is a problem. Like, I'll just find more. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to be messing around on my phone, I'm messing around on my phone, right? But it's it doesn't matter what I'm filling that with. I'm, I'm doing it, and I don't think this is a problem in our relationship. <laughs> he um, says he with says, little confidence. He, yeah, he, he says with little to no confidence in himself. I don't think so. Um, I know that I'm worse of it now that we live together, right? Mm-hmm. Than I was when I was just when we were just seeing Adina on the weekends, um, but I think I'm not too bad. We'll find out. Um, and then uh, Adina goes on to say, in a nice little sick burn, uh, and as a, a final thought, maybe reducing your Twitter use will release some time for you to go swimming every night. Oh, sick burn! Oh, bangerang Adina, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's funny. God, those ladies—they're the best. But yeah. God, they. They kill you, though. Yeah, I, th- I think that her assessment in general is, is pretty good. Excellent. Well, I appreciate Adina uh, not only listening in general, but providing that feedback. Um, that is that is very interesting. I am now putting swimming on my calendar next week. All right, CGP. Well, I've got to book it. I've got to book the time in. Otherwise, how am I ever going to do it? Mm-hmm. Eesh. I live in my calendar, Casey. I... D- say I do as well, but I don't think I'm as bad as you are, and I'm definitely not as bad as CGP Grey. Yeah, I still haven't gone into that with him yet. You should. All right, to kind of wrap up this topic for now, um, one thing that I have noticed, which has been really interesting, is a lot of people have been telling me this week that they are following my example and either taking complete breaks of their own, following less people, or trying to make sure that they're taking less, that they're spending less time on Twitter than usual. I just found that very interesting. Hmm. I think all of us, myself included, are trying to find the right balance. And I think all of us, myself included, are not doing the best job, but yeah. we're trying. We're trying. But it was just hard. nice to hear that the experiment that I had had has made some people reconsider some of their own habits a little bit, which is good because I know that that is what I'm coming out on. All I know is that for the last three or four days... Every time I have been on Twitter, I have been thinking about the fact that I'm there and trying to think about what that means, what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. And for me, I know that that is the best course of action because if I am actively thinking about it, then I'm going to be taking steps to address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's really, I mean, it's really good. I, now, having been on back home for a few days, um, I am still very thankful for taking this experiment. And I actually think that it might not be the last time I do this, but it won't be an experiment next time. You know, um, my dad grew up Jewish and doesn't really practice anymore, right? But um, every year for whichever holiday it is that involves fasting, I want to say it's Yom Kippur. I'm probably wrong, and I am deeply sorry about that. But whatever holiday it is that involves a day of fasting, he always does it every year. At least last I heard, he always does it. And... I asked him why a few years ago, and he said, it just feels like the right thing to do to just kind of reset once a year. 
And I always admired that. And I like food way too darn much <laughs> for fast for an entire day. But I, I'd like to try sometime. And I, and I feel like this is very similar to that. And, and I hope that's not offensive. But, but, but having this kind of fasting from Twitter may be something that you do for a few days or a week once or twice a year just to kind of reset you and put you back on track. And it's something that I really sh- probably should do. But I haven't. I haven't gotten disgusted enough with my addiction to to get myself to that point yet. Yeah, I just know some friends that take breaks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that maybe taking breaks is something that I may indulge in more as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I think that's healthy. So we have a slightly extended relay of fills this week because we had a bunch of questions and comments that came in completely related to this topic um mm-hmm. so i want to address some of those okay but before we do yes it's your time to shine again mr Liss. oh is it tom bin time it's tom it's tom bin time yes <laughs> tom bin has been designing and making travel bags laptop bags and backpacks by hand in seattle washington since 1972 and now casey is going to tell you again why he loves tom bin Right. So I had made a passing reference to my purse, as I call it, um, speaking of things that may or may not be offensive, my um, my man purse, uh, which is what uh, Aaron calls my Tombin co-pilot. Now, don't let that that derisive nickname uh, sway you. This thing is not a man purse. It is a personal size carry on bag and it is freaking awesome. And it is the Best if you're carrying certainly an iPad mini, and I would presume a, a full-size iPad would fit in there. I haven't had one in a few years. Um, but if you're carrying an iPad mini, maybe even an Apple keyboard, but not a full-on computer, the best way to travel. Um, so this is different to the bag you were talking about is, last time. This is different than the bag I was talking about last time. Last time was my full-on 15-inch laptop bag. This is a much smaller personal carry-on uh, personal carry-on size travel bag, as they call it, and it's wonderful. Um, here's a great example about what makes Tom Bin so freaking awesome. If you were to take a look at the picture that of the Tom Bin Copilot, we'll put a link in the show notes, the very front of it, you can see that there's a zipper on the left side, a zipper on the right side, and a zipper that is straight in the center of the bag, running vertically, that runs from the top of the bag about two-thirds of the way down the bag. That zipper in the center there is perfectly sized for a bottle of water or juice or other similar beverage. What they don't show you on this image is that there's a drain hole at the bottom of that section. So if something spills, no big deal, man. I've got a drain hole. What's up? This thing is fantastic. I got mine in black because, again, I like an understated bag. You don't have to go that route. They have all sorts of crazy and fancy colors, if you so desire. Um, This is the bag I use whenever I go traveling if I'm not carrying a computer. My GoPack, which, P.S., is a Tom Bin bag, fits in either the left or the right side. They're equivalent sizes, so it's whatever one I want to put it in. The iPad fits, um, I believe, vertically. I haven't traveled with just the iPad in a little while, but it fits vertically in a pouch in the main compartment. Um, It is fantastic. It also has that unbelievably cool feature that the laptop bag does where it has a zipper on the back and the little like magazine section at the bottom of it. So if you wanted to, you could unzip that, and instead of having 
instead of having a magazine container in the back, you can just slide that over the the handle of a rollerboard suitcase. So it just is attached to your suitcase. Um, it's awesome. I love this bag. This is one of 11 gazillion Tom Bin bags that I either own or want because I either own or want pretty much all of them. If this particular model is $130 and it is easily worth every dollar of that 130. It is fantastic. I love this bag. And anytime I go traveling when I don't need a computer, this is the bag I take because it's fantastic. So if you're ever in a position that you're traveling with, not the iPad Pro, I reckon that would be too big, but a regular size iPad or my preferred iPad, the iPad mini, you owe it to yourself to check out this bag. It is awesome. This is the Tom Bin Copilot. I want to thank Tom Bin for sponsoring this episode once again. They really are awesome, and they do have a bunch of really, really interesting products that you should go and check out, as Casey so lovingly uh, would talk about until the cows come home, I think. True story. Um, so, yeah, I, want, I just want to thank Tom Ben again. It's time for you to go think about upgrading your own bag. See what you did there. Yes. Well, you know, what can I say? You want to go and check out Tom Ben's stuff, you can go to their website, tombihn.com. That's where you can go to find out more. Um, so to, to learn more, upgrade your own bag, visit TomBin.com. Thank you, TomBin. Oh, yeah. P.S. I know we already ended the read, but I have to add in this one other thing. If you order during like regular business hours Pacific time, nine times out of 10, when I've ordered something, it is shipped that very day because I'm, you know, three hours ahead of, of Pacific time. And if I put an order through um, because Pacific is living in the past, this is the one time when that's an advantage because they'll almost always put the bag in the mail or you know UPS or whatever the case may be that very same day. Awesome. All right, so a little bit of extended relay your feels, mostly to, to begin with anyway, about Twitter. So lay it on me. All right, so the first question this time comes from the lovely Doug Beal. Um, and Doug wanted to know if I put a lot of thought into my triumphant <laughs> return tweet. Um, a little thought I put into it. I actually did a little tweet storm. Mm, I remember. A three-tweet tweet storm where I said, I've been away from Twitter for a week. I wanted to see the impact that it had on me. I spoke about it here. I've realized one thing I need to do is dramatically reduce the amount of tweets I see, which means, unfortunately, cutting my following list is going to be an evolving process that I work on, but extremely valuable. So this serves a couple of purposes. It informed people that didn't know that I had been away. It linked to Analog, which I wanted people to listen to because I wanted people to hear about this. Um, and it was also to inform people if they saw it and they saw me unfollow them. That's why. Yeah, it makes sense. So that was kind of my my thinking that I went through mm -hmm. uh, in doing that. So I dig it. Sign. All right, so uh, let me uh, lay a couple on you since these are actually more directed at you. Um, so this is from Brandon. Your Twitter experience helped me realize my problem with YouTube. It's something I enjoy but need to cut back on. So this was interesting to me because I think what it shows is that this can – Extend past Twitter just to any part of your digital life, right? Mm-hmm. It can just be anything you're checking in on. So for some people, that might actually be RSS. I know there was a time for me where RSS was kind of like this, where I would have hundreds and hundreds of feed that I would check obsessively throughout the day. Um, I've been that way with, like, video games, right? Like, you remember games like Draw Something? Yeah. Where it becomes like another inbox to live in. Um, mm -hmm. So I, th I think it's wise to try and think about these things every now and then just to, to reassess where you're spending a lot of your time and understanding if it's the best place. 
a lot of the time, it probably is a perfectly fine place. But I think it's worth considering the time that you spend in various different places just to make sure that they are the best place for you to be spending the time that you're spending. Mm-hmm. Tessa right. asked you a question. Excellent. I'm ready. Casey, if you were to do Mike's experiment with Twitter, what would you replace it with that wouldn't be just as distracting, if anything? <laughs> Something that's just as distracting. Um, I don't know. I'm not big into Facebook, but maybe I'll be checking that more often. I mean, I, I usually look at Facebook like once or twice a day, but I know a lot of people that look at it the I same think way I, I do Twitter. I logged into Facebook once during oh. my week oh, yeah? away from Twitter, which is more than usual. Mm-hmm. I don't use Facebook at all. Yeah, I, I have complicated feeling it's complicated uh complicated feelings about facebook i feel a some amount of social obligation to keep up with it but at the same time i'm not sure i ever really get anything terribly useful out of it so i don't know whatever but um i would probably i've had a long running note to myself to for us to one day talk about facebook on this show we should i don't know i have a lot of as with all things i have a lot of conflicting thoughts but um uh, I don't know. I think I would look at Facebook more. I certainly would spend more time in the Relay Slack. Um, I'm in a couple of other Slacks that I don't pay as much attention to that I'm sure I would pay like, you know, constant attention to because now I have more time to pay attention to them. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I would fill that time the way I should because unequivocally, the correct answer to Tessa's question is <laughs> I would spend that time with the family or working on something for you know, work or my side business or anything other than goofing off on the internet. But I'm not so sure that I have the self-control not to just goof off on the internet. What's your side business? By that, I mean like, you know, podcasting and things like that. Yeah, I've just never heard you refer to it that way. So I was just interested to see how you said and see how that kind of came out in you. Yeah, it felt kind of weird when I said that, but I, I, yeah. I didn't know what else to call it. No, no, I think it's the right thing to call it that, but I've just never heard you call it that before. It's, a, it's an interesting moment for all of us, Mike. So I wanted to check that, yeah, I don't know, you weren't doing like Casey Liss Home Family Salsa or something. <laughs> no, And I not just at all. Didn't, didn't know about it until now. No, no. Do you have a famous family salsa recipe? No. My mom has a pretty solid um, lasagna recipe, which I've never tried to make, but Aaron does an excellent job with. And actually, uh, to be honest, Aaron makes a phenomenal guacamole. Really, really good guacamole. So if you uh, if you ever wanted to steal something from us, yes, you could take my Tom Bin bags. Yes, you could take my computers. You could take my phones. But the thing you really want is Aaron's guacamole recipe. Heard it here and first. Mark would like to know, uh, during the test period, did Adina change my Twitter password to something cute or just random characters? It was a one-password-generated password, to which I believe <laughs> that she still has which is fine by me, but I just thought that was an interesting thought when I was when I saw that question come in, is I didn't ask her to delete it. I don't know if she did. I don't care if she does. Um, I mean, she could go crazy, like, and, and like, just tweet random sanities from my Twitter account, but I trust that she wouldn't do that. Yeah, that, that would be kind of funny. And, and, oh, my goodness, she should wait a few months and then just start randomly tweeting odd things to, like, me or other friends of yours so that you know you won't really get in trouble but you'll be very confused when you see wait i really did write that tweet i don't remember writing that tweet you know what it'll be like mike it'll be like living in my shoes for a day except the difference is you actually won't have written these tweets and i always had yeah something like that um all right any other oh we do have no we do not have any other twitter related relay your feels is that correct 
That is correct, but we do have our whole usual selection of Relay Your Fields, which are brought to you by Red Hat. Maybe it's not news that supported open source is now widely accepted at the highest levels of enterprise computing, but the extent of adoption is probably broader than you think, and most of the open source software running in elite data centers is Red Hat. And it's more than just Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Red Hat offers storage solutions, cloud computing, and everything you need for application development, all open source and all enterprise grade. The stats are eye-opening. Red Hat runs in every executive department of the U.S. federal government, every airline, telecom giant, and healthcare company in the Fortune Global 500, the New York Stock Exchange, and every commercial bank in the Fortune 500. In fact, it is indeed more than 90% of all of the companies in the Fortune 500 that use Red Hat from everything from the critical to the routine. The only thing that's surprising is how many people, people who know a lot about technology, don't know about this. It's almost as if Red Hat snuck in, got comfortable, and quietly transformed the technology business without making a fuss. Sometimes the most disruptive technology is the stuff that nobody notices at first. To find out more about how Red Hat is quietly redefining enterprise technology, visit redhat.com. Red Hat. Build on it, run with it, count on it. Excellent. Thank you, Red Hat. Thank you very much. All right. So, Mike, do you think that there's a stigma about living with your parents post-teens? In, hide- in hindsight, would you move out sooner? I wouldn't have moved out sooner. Because any move that I would have made would have been uh, the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think there is a stigma attached to it because every time I say it, I feel weird saying it. Yeah, I can understand that. I don't know. It's tough because it is such an unbelievably great way to save money if you're trying to buy your own house, mm. um, ex- which is obviously exactly what you're doing. But it is a little bit different to be living with your parents much past, you know, the time that most people graduate university. So I don't know. I can see that one either way. All right. Kyle asks, Oh, by the way, that was from Marut. I'm sorry. I I didn't mention that. Uh, Kyle asks, when are you coming to New York city? Uh, truth. And is Casey going to tag along? So this is news to you. Oh, um, Adina just quit her job. Uh, What? She's getting a new job. Oh, okay. She's going to a new agency, uh-huh. which means that she has a week off. Tell me more. In the first week of December. Oh, you are terrible. And we are beginning the very early planning stages of a trip to New York. During the first week of December? Yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh, God. You are so Where are a- you? <laughs> oh, you are the worst. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I hate you so very much. Oh. Where are you going to be? Working. I have a job, Mike. I'm not retired like you are. Well, I mean, we'll probably be there at least for one or two weekend days. Oh, but you, oh, God. Oh. How far away is Virginia? It's about eight to ten hour drive. Oh, okay. Well, that's not ideal. I don't know why you ever thought that this was gonna, that was going to happen when I came to New York. Well... It it can be done. It can be done. It can be done if you plan for it appropriately. The question is, would we have to fly or would we drive? We could train it if we were really crazy. It can be done. It's just challenging. Yeah, I appreciate that I've not given you an incredible amount of uh, of planning time here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this has just come up, and so we're going to go somewhere, so why not do that trip? <sighs> Michael. <laughs> uh, 
No, no, you don't. All right. So, Joe, is this Joe Steele or a different Joe? Joe asks. Yes, yeah, Steele. Okay. Do you and Adina have a song? Does do Aaron and Casey? Do you Casey and Mike? Mike and Steven, etc. So, uh, me and it, well, I consider a song uh, that makes me think about Adina every time, which is a song called "Dissolve Me" by Alt J which is funnily enough about the breaking up of a couple, but I didn't realize that the first time <laughs> I heard it, and maybe for a long time. Nice. Um, and, but I really, really love the song. Um, I think I spoke about this on an episode of Inquisitive at one point, uh, but there's just this one line which I really like, which is uh, she makes the sound, the sounds the sea makes to calm me down, and it oh. always makes me think of her, so that, that line works for me. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Do you and Aaron have a song? Eh, not really. We kind that surprises me. I th- I figured you would. You're an old softy. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We kind of do, right? So, um, our our song that we danced to at our wedding, um, the very first song that we danced to is um an Elton John song called "I Need You to Turn to," um, specifically. Um, this this is the version that was played in the Live in Australia album, which I think you and I very, very briefly talked about um, on my... I don't ep- think I know that song, though. You probably wouldn't. It is not one of his popular songs. Um, and it was also played in the... Um, in the album... in one of the versions of the album 111770, or if you treat dates the correct way, 171170. Um, the, the, it was like in one of the versions of that album, he played a version of I Need You to Turn To. In any case, it is a a wonderfully beautiful song. Um, and one of the rare, rare, rare songs where I actually really pay attention to lyrics, which as you and I discussed, I don't typically tend to do. Um, I would say that is probably the closest thing we have to in our song, but it's not... It's not the sort of situation where, you know, I, I will randomly play that or, or we'll hear it on the radio and be like, oh, you know, it's 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 kind of a deliberate thing if we're going to if we're going to hear that, which isn't bad. It's just not to me like, you know, I don't know, so, some super popular pop song being our song. So in regards to me and you these days, I think of Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> Whenever I think of that song, I think of you. I don't know if me and Steven have a song yet. I'm sure he probably can think of something, but I can't think of something. Uh, whenever I hear uh, Little Black Submarines by um, the Black Keys, mm-hmm. um, I always think of Steven because when he first picked me up in Memphis... Uh, he was playing that album on the the radio, and I always remember that. So it's the first time that I went there, so we got that. Probably should be something by Elvis, but not so much. I see there. I see what you did there, Mr. Memphis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, this was a, a delightful question from Mark. I really liked this one. Uh, Mike, did you save the shoelace? So, yes, I did save them. And I always planned to frame them, but never did it. Um, and then I took the picture. I took a picture of them for my talk. That oh, really okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, realized that I should probably do something with them. So now those shoelaces, the shoelaces that snapped, that maybe decided I wanted to quit my job, are now tied around the boom arm for my microphone. Oh, that's kind of delightful. Which kind of, and I don't know that feels that feels pretty fitting to me. So yeah, yeah, that's where the shoelaces are today, and I will endeavor to never lose them. 
Excellent. No, you shouldn't, because uh, th- those are an important, an important piece of your life. They may just when be when they a make the museum of me one day, right? <laughs> that that will be like over the atrium or something. I guess. Wow, I don't even know where to go from here. I think that might mean that we're done. The only place you can go, indeed, to the museum. The to the to the museum. <laughs> if you spend a night at the museum, then like all of the exhibits come to life. And is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. At my museum, anyway. Hmm, that's pretty cool. We should try that. Ay, ay, ay. All right, where can we find you on Twitter? Are you on Twitter these days? Yeah, I think so. I'm Mike, <laughs> I-M-Y-K-E. Casey is C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. That's Casey Liss. That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to do what Tiff did. I'm not going to sing a song. No, you don't want to do that. All right, sir. Well, it's a pleasure being able to talk to you as usual, and uh, we will talk to everyone next week.